You're listening to the Geek Fitness Health Hacks Podcast, part of the geek to geek Podcast Network. I'm Beej, and I want to teach you how to live a healthy, fitness-oriented life without giving up the geeky awesomeness that makes you who you are. Today, I'm going to be hacking into everything you need to start running. In my experience, there tend to be three kinds of runners. The first type thinks that all you need to run are legs and feet, and pretty much anything else is an unnecessary encumbrance. For these people, running is a transcendental experience. The second type are the ones who feel that going for a run is like gearing up to raid a dragon's lair. Priority number one is an inventory full of gear that will protect them from every single conceivable pitfall and danger along the trail. Running for these folks is about winning or achievement points. The third type of runner, though, likes to have some sort of decent gear on hand and doesn't want to load up for dragon slaying every single time they walk out the door. Maybe forgetting their GPS watch or having shoes with a few too many miles on them isn't an automatic game over. For these people, running is fun. There are pros and cons to being each and every one of these kinds of runners, and over the past few years, I've tried all three of these approaches. I've learned, though, that I'm very solidly a type 3. Running is fun for me, and I do love me some toys, but they're not absolutely necessary to get me out the door. I find that most newbies also fall into the Type 3 category, so that's what I want to talk about today. I'm focusing on the middle of the Packers, the stuff that I know. Years ago, becoming a runner was something about as mystical as becoming a Jedi Master. Eventually, though, what seemed kind of impossible has become ordinary, and honestly, it's hard for me to have a conversation where fitness and running don't come up. Because of that, I have a lot of people ask me what they have to do to become runners, and I look at them, and as honestly as I can say it, I say, run. No, seriously, they say, what do I need? Well, you just need to put one foot in front of the other. Uh, you, you need a decent pair of shoes, I guess, and that's about it. And honestly, that's true. In my experience, the only thing that you really need to run is a decent pair of running shoes. Pay attention here. I didn't say an expensive pair of running shoes. I said a decent pair. Realistically, you're going to need more than that, but not a whole lot more. If you really want to be a runner and, you know, not just the person who occasionally laces up and trots around the neighborhood, you're just going to need a few things. You're going to need running shoes, running socks, a smartphone with some headphones, and some tech clothing. You know, the sweat wicking stuff. That's really it. Now, I know that kind of sounds like a lot of stuff, but it's not. You can pick up most of it at Walmart or Target with their starter or champion brands. You can snag enough clothing and things like that to, for a week's worth of running for under $50. Not including the shoes and the smartphone. That's if you're getting everything that I'm going to talk about. Let me break down why I say this is the stuff that you really need to start being a serious run. Running shoes are pretty self-explanatory. You're going to want something that will cushion your feet and your legs from the impact with the ground. I personally run in either Asics Nimbus or Ultra Olympus shoes. They're both a little pricey to start out with, unless you do like I did and got a pretty good deal at Shoe Carnival or someplace like that. And just honestly, find something that doesn't hurt your feet. If they don't hurt, then you're probably fine with whatever shoe it is. When looking for your first pair of real running shoes, ask yourself one question. Do these shoes hurt my feet? If the answer to that question is yes, then you probably need to keep searching and not buy those shoes. If the answer is no, then you can hit the ground running. Seriously, eventually it's going to be worth getting fitted for some shoes at a local running store and, you know, having your form analyzed to prevent yourself from being injured. But if you're a real newbie looking for your very first pair of running shoes, 
don't worry about it so much. Find a pair of shoes that doesn't hurt your feet and honestly, just go from there. It does not matter if these are clearance shoes from Walmart, if they're $20 Old Navy Active shoes, or if they're $150 Asics. It does not matter. If they don't hurt you, you're fine. Even though the expensive shoes can last longer and they can boost performance, if you're just starting to run, you shouldn't care about either of those. What you should care about is starting to run. And you can't run if your feet hurt. Which brings us to running socks. And I know you may be thinking right now, Dude, I got socks, which is probably true. I don't doubt that you got socks, but unless your socks are made out of a synthetic fabric, then you really don't need to run in them. In other words, do not wear cotton socks. I will repeat, do not wear cotton socks. You want something that is made to wick away sweat from your feet, not wrap them up so that when you're done, all you see is a wrinkly, stinky, soggy toe burrito. That is not what you want. That is a one-way ticket to Blister Town, USA. Spend the $10 on some synthetic socks. I tend to like ones that don't have seams, and but even that's not a necessity. Just buy yourself some synthetic socks that wick the sweat away. Make sure you avoid cotton. It took me entirely too long to realize that the socks that I wore are almost as important as the shoes that I'm wearing. That gets us to the smartphone and headphones that you're going to need. I lump these together because they're kind of one unit. You want a smartphone so that you can run some sort of GPS app. You want it so that you can run some sort of music app or podcast app. And you want some headphones that don't fall out of your ears. That's pretty much it. Over the past few years, I've tried everything from $10 Philips earbuds to skull candy things to Energizer stuff I was given for a Christmas gift. I've tried Nike Plus Vapors that I was given. And right now I'm running in some sort of Bose headphones. While the Bose ones are awesome, they're not really that much better than the $10 ones that you can get in the impulse buy line at Walmart. So just get something that doesn't come out of your ear and you're going to be fine. You're going to want to download an app like Runkeeper or Strava or Nike Plus or Indomondo or any of these other just, there are dozens of them. Do whichever one that you like. I just use Runkeeper so that you can keep up with approximate calorie burn, your pacing, your splits, and the number crunchy goodness that lets people like me keep up with myself. Then I suggest you download Spotify. Spotify Running is a really fantastic program that they have that lets you find music based on how fast you're running at that moment that auto-adjusts. Or you could do just like me and Void lately and listen to Hamilton the musical over and over and over and over again while working out. It doesn't matter if it's Spotify, if it's Pandora, if it's iTunes Radio, Google Play Music, Amazon Prime Music. It doesn't matter. Just play some music while you're running. And, you know, if you're really awesome, you can listen to podcasts. You could listen to audiobooks while you run. Basically, you want to find something that you like listening to so that you can drown out your body screaming, oh, stop, oh, stop, oh, stop, oh, stop, oh, stop, every single step that you take. And then you have the tech clothing, the sweat wicking clothing. This is not really that important to new runners. You can run in whatever you want to. You can run in whatever t-shirt you have in your house and it will be fine. You can run in whatever shorts and pants that you have as long as they're not jeans. Just trust me, you do not ever want to run in denim. You don't need sweat wicking tech fabrics just to get out the door and start running. Because as you up your mileage, you're going to want to invest in something that is, once again, not made out of cotton or denim. Why is it so important for me to have my fancy pants tech fabric in my shirts and shorts? Four words. 
chafing, and bloody nipples. If that doesn't tell you all you need to know, then I suggest you know that you go run a few miles in cotton boxer briefs and a tight t-shirt, and then you come back to me and tell me why I included this. For the shirts, anything that's smooth and wicking. I'm super picky about mine these days because I'm terribly sensitive. I have a lot very sensitive skin, but the most important thing is that there is not any kind of rough texture or a seam near your chest because you're going to come back after a few miles with sore and bloody nipples from the friction. And you may not know, but you get into that hot shower after your run and I guarantee you that you're going to understand why I'm telling you to avoid cotton right now. Pretty much any tech shirt is better than a normal cotton tee. Basically, if you can take the shirt between your fingers and you can feel the weave of the fabric, then you're going to want something smoother. Honestly, the best shirts that I've been able to find are Under Armour or running shirts made by running companies. I have an ASIC shirt that is great, but my favorites are Under Armour flyweight shirts because they're so unbelievably light and thin. They just don't last as long as others and they're fairly expensive for how long they actually last. So, you know, just make your own decisions, find something that's comfortable, but make sure that you don't wear something that's going to actually rub you raw. In terms of fit, I like to run in shirts that are slightly loose and hangy instead of being more fitted. You might not. You know, whatever's comfortable for you, run in. But I promise you that you're going to have a better time if you're running in a tech fabric rather than a cotton, just ordinary charity t-shirt you got free somewhere. And I don't have to worry about this, but women do. You need a good sports bra. You don't have to worry about friction destroying your chest. You don't have to uh, worry like guys do about that. Your sports bras honestly protect you from that perfectly well. But it doesn't protect you from the crushing reality of gravity. So as you run, your chest is going to move. The bigger your chest, the more it's going to move and the more you're going to hurt. And at first, you don't have to worry about finding the perfect sports bra unless you are particularly large-chested. Your primary concern here is stability. Go into stores and find your cup size, your real cup size too. Go somewhere that does a fitting because a lot of people don't wear the right cup size and jump up and down. As weird as that sounds, you're going to want to jump up and down to see if it's uncomfortable. If it's uncomfortable when you're moving around a lot, then you need a tighter, more compressing and stabilizing sports bra. My wife wears either the Moving Comfort Jubilee or the Moving Comfort Grace 2. Both of these are on the costlier sides. I mean, you're looking to spend about $60 on one of these sports bras, but it is much, much, much better for you to run in a compression bra like this than uh, even doubling up on the flimsy pieces of fabric that you can get for just slightly cheaper. So if you're just hitting Walmart or Target for a quickie sports bra, get one that at least keeps you stable. Yoga bras will work well enough to begin with, but don't try to run in your normal bra. Again, you're asking for chafing at this point. It might be okay for just a run or two just to see how you're doing, but take my wife's advice on this one and buy a good sports bra as soon as it is humanly possible for you to do it. And then, you know, there are shorts. You know, and then you have to worry about your shorts and pants. I don't like running in long pants. Even when it gets cold outside, I'm in some sort of shorts, and I like them with built-in underwear in them. I tried running for a long time in my normal boxer briefs, and since I kind of have me some thunder thighs, I learned my lesson. I tried running shorts with trunks in them, and once again, I visited Chafetown. So I found some running shorts that had briefs in them, and I have never looked back. My wife found the same thing worked with hers, too. She prefers the briefs as opposed to trunks. Apparently, built-in briefs are the way to go. There are also, for men at least, there are three lengths in short seams, 5-inch, 7-inch, and 9-inches. 
I run in the seven inch seams because the fives really make me feel like I'm wearing booty shorts. And I started running in nine inches until I realized that I could actually move my legs far better in the seven inches, that that two inches of extra fabric really did constrain my legs. It's really personal preference at this point, but be aware that there are different options out there. Experiment, buy from a place that has a return policy that you can take advantage of and, you know, go from there. If you're a type three runner like me, that's what you're going to need to start running and stick with it. But if you're really honestly just wanting to try running out just to see how it goes, get a pair of shoes that don't hurt your feet and hit the road. Because at the end of the day, all you need is a pair of shoes that don't hurt your feet and to go outside and give it a shot. And it's time for the quest log. Yay! This is where I tell you what's going on in my own quest toward health and happiness so that you can see that we all have to fight the same battles. It helps keep me accountable as well. So I have someone to come yell at me. It's like, dude, you didn't do that and you said you were going to. So that's your job uh, to do that for me. Appreciate that. So today was my very first yoga class. I've been doing yoga for a long time, for years, sporadically at home, doing self-taught stuff, self-led stuff rather, from Daily Burn, various websites, lots of things like that, meditation. Uh, but I've never actually gone to a class. Not only is it a little intimidating to go to your first class, I haven't had a gym membership and yoga classes can get expensive. So while I've got a free month on this gym membership, membership, I decided to take advantage of going and trying a yoga class. And it was fantastic. It was super fun. It wasn't a normal yoga class. It turns out that today when I went in, they were doing what they called ball yoga, which is not what you're thinking right now, I promise. They took the inflatable fitness balls that you see people bouncing up and down on and that I'm actually bouncing up and down on right now as I record this. But they took these and integrated them into yoga where they would help support your body as you did these poses so that you could focus on the actual form instead of worrying about the strength and balance that it took. Saying that though, I'm the only person in that class who fell off of my fitness ball while doing yoga today that she even made a point to say, oh, it's okay. Everybody does it, which I know they do, but I have no balance anyway. I fall down in front of my classes in school and things like that. So the first time I ever met my wife's family, I was standing beside a picnic table and rocking back and forth on the balls of my feet and suddenly I just fell over backwards and I told my wife that I do this. She walked over to me and just looked and instead of asking if I was okay, her response was, huh, so you really do that. And that's how I felt today in yoga class. Yep, I really do that. So I fell off the ball, got right back up there, and I'll be going again next Tuesday when they have another one. I, I really did have a fantastic workout. I was sweaty. I felt like I had I felt like I had accomplished something and burned enough calories to to really warrant it as a workout today. And on top of that, it got me out of my comfort zone. It got me going and doing something I'd never done before. And I really like that. So I am very much recommending going and if you have the opportunity, go to a yoga class or a group fitness class. Uh, this past week was also Memorial Day. Uh, my wife and I had a cookout. And I fell off the wagon real hard, like real hard, you guys. I gained back the little bit of weight that I had lost. Um, and even though I said last time that I was not using weight as a metric, I have felt really, really bad 
fad this week. I have overextended myself. I've not been eating enough for the amount that I've been exercising. So my energy level has been really low. So on top of everything else, feeling bad, this was just a, this was just a punch in the gut because I gained that weight back, but I did it to myself. I ate part of a bag of Funyuns, a hamburger, two hot dogs, two ice cream cones, and then a bowl of ice cream later uh, that night on top of miscellaneous birthday cake Oreos and sugar cookies that my sister-in-law made. Let's just say I had a wonderful, wonderful time, and I am now working off that wonderful time. I've made this decision. I'm getting up earlier and I'm going to bed earlier. I've also set up an editorial calendar and I built in exercise time. I made sure that even outside of getting these projects done that I want to get done, I built in exercise time. So I've told my wife to help me get up early or I've asked my wife to help me get up early. That's what's going on in my life. My clothes are still not fitting like a one or two, but it's been a week since I talked to you last, so of course they're not. And I went to a yoga class, uh, fell off the wagon on Memorial Day, and I am solidly back on it today with my head clear after having a really big cheat. And I'm excited, actually. I'm excited to actually start running and go and doing this stuff harder and see how it goes from here. All right, geeks, thanks for listening, and I will see you next time here on Geek Fitness Health Hacks. If you want to reach out to me, you can hit me up on Twitter as at Professor Beach, on Instagram as at GeekFitness underscore, and of course, the Geek Fitness website itself, geekfitness.net. Uh, if you're looking for a longer form podcast with opinions and in-depth conversation about all things geeky, join me along with my co-host, Void every Thursday night on the Geek to Geek podcast. I'll throw a handy dandy link in the show notes to help you find us. So, thanks, guys, and I will see you later. Bye.